turn to your Bibles real fast. I'm going to kind of start off a little slow. I want to break down some words. I want to kind of put a foundation and then we'll get cruising. If you would turn to Psalms chapter 1. We're going to start off reading 1 through 4, 1 through 3, uh, one through three probably, and then we'll come back to 4 through 6 a little bit later if, if we have time. Uh, but I want to get off, uh, started here. And um, this had came to me, and God gave a few confirmations on this word. And the title that I'll be preaching on today is simply Planted by the River. Planted by the River. Uh, Verse 1 says, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. And when I I read this, Bishop's face, his image came to my face, uh, to my mind. And I was there and as I was in prayer and I was asking God, you know, Lord, what direction? You gave me this passage, but what direction are, are you trying to give me? And he said, you are blessed that you have a man, not a hireling, but you have a shepherd who is not worried about the counsel of man, who's not worried about what someone else is doing somewhere else, but you have a shepherd who will spend time in prayer and seek my face to see what, I, what you have for the sheep who are there to be fed. He don't have to go somewhere else and see what the success of other churches. He's not worried about what church A and B are doing to draw the people. He's not trying to get direction from an elder who might have done something in the past. He is there seeking the mind of God so that he can come here and feed the sheep when they are hungry. We don't need ungodly direction. We don't need the direction of some man who who doesn't even have a a congregation or a flock who just has great words to say and it plays on people's mind and all of a sudden they get a thought and they make it a doctrine and they move with it not knowing that they have no foundation to build that church on. It says, nor stands in the path of sinners. Now, when you break down the word stands, it means to stand in various relationships. It means to confirm the sinner. It means to take the stand of the sinner or to adapt the attitude of the sinner. That he is not going to stand with them because it does not line up with what God had said. Because what happens here? When you start to have the mind of the ungodly, when you start to put in and practices of the sinner, then this word stand, it turns into where you stop your movement. So all of a sudden you start taking on the ideas of man and where man comes in and fills that that space that's there, all of a sudden the movement of God will stop in your life. Because you start spending time on the thought rather than the the one who will give you a revelation of what you're supposed to be doing. It says, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Bishop ain't part of anybody who's bragging. He ain't part of someone saying, look at me. Look at the number of people I have in my congregation. Look at the success that I'm having. His services don't start with donuts and coffee. His services start out with prayer because we have to get the mind of God to know where we're going and where God wants to take us. It says, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. It is in the scripture. 
It says, and his law he meditates day and night. All of a sudden, I seen Bishop's image, and I seen him on that recliner as he's reading the word. He said, God will bring faces to him, and he'll start to pray for the lost. He'll start to pray for the prodigal. He'll start to pray for the congregation, because God brings that in his mind, because he starts everything with prayer. That he meditates day and night. And verse 3 says, He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaves also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. Handmaiden, you said Bishop is separate, he's not like the others. There's a cloak that God had given him. There's a mantle that God had given him. But you know what? Everything that he touches will prosper. Why? Because it's not his idea. He spent times in prayer and he meditates and he gets a word from God. So everything that he touches, God will bless. Because it is his. We look and we see... And you look at a tree, you know, I, I have a lawn care business and part of the things I do are trees. And so when people call me and I go and I look at a tree, I can look at it and know it's dead as soon as I look at it. It's like, oh, maybe it'll come back to life. That thing, oh, you need Jesus to resurrect that thing. It ain't never coming back. And I tell you, majority of the problem is the root system. Either there's not enough water the soil has been contaminated by them doing weed killer and stuff too close to that tree. Or the root has been cut somewhere. Because the root of the tree is always looking for water. It's looking to be nourished. It's looking to be fed. Ask a plumber. When you, you have to, someone has to call a plumber, those roots look for a water system. And in those pipes, if there's a crack in a pipe, it's going to infiltrate that pipe and it's going to take it over. And all of a sudden there's clogs and there's things that happen in the house. And all of a sudden you're there and the plumber will come out and say, hey, let's just cut that root. And sometimes they have to. But sometimes there's people who are doing projects and different things in their yard. And they'll cut a root and they say, oh, it's just one root. Just a, just a root. The tree still looks fine. And it might be like that for a few months. It might even be like that for a few years. Because what's on top doesn't really matter. You look at it and it's superficial because it still has leaves on it. It still has fruit on it. Not knowing that the issue is the root of the problem is the root system that was cut because it doesn't have the source of water that it should have. It can't absorb the nutrients that it once did. And all of a sudden it's dying from bottom up. But you can't see it. So our bishop makes sure that we start off with prayer. Because prayer will strengthen our root system. I don't know about you, but I want to be planted by the rivers of water. I want all the source of nutrients that I can get. I want all the water that I can absorb. Because why? Because when I'm there and I'm servicing trees, I know someone's going to call me after a storm. Because that tree can't handle what it used to handle. The tree is dead from the root system. And when the winds blow, they can't hold the amount of the wind no more. I'm telling you, 
I'm telling you, we need to be thankful that Bishop has had went back to the basic doctrine that we started. I think the pastor said in 2019 on Monday night prayer. Why? Because Bishop was planting us next to the rivers of water because he wants our root system to be healthy and strong because when the storms come, we will not be shaken. But it all starts with the root system. You know, they're there. And they say, oh, it looks fine, but it's dried up and it has died. And what happens is, majority of the time, we take that tree down and we cut it up. And it's either going to the dump or it's going to someone's smoker to be barbecued for brisket or something. But what it was intended for is no longer useful. Now, it has to be whatever it can be. And the thing is, is God doesn't want us just to be whatever we can be. God wants us to be a tree. He wants our roots to be the strongest roots that, that you've ever seen in the apostolic church. Why? Because this church will see true meaning of apostolic revival and apostolic prayer because we have a healthy root system. Brother and Sister Taylor, you wonder why everything that y'all went through, that you still came and you had the truth of God and God would speak to you. The devil was there and tried to kill y'all and said, give up. But what happened is he didn't realize what was underneath the ground of your foundation. There was a healthy root system and God said you can push them, but you won't destroy them because they are healthy. I'm telling you, the enemy has tried to destroy some of you and shake you to your core. But what happened? He steps back and says, I don't understand what happened. And God is saying, hey, they have a healthy root system. There's some anchors that are there. You can shake them, but they're not going to die. You can put a drought and their roots won't dry up. Somebody say, plant me by the rivers of water. Someone say with your heart, say, plant me by the rivers of water. In Philippians 4, verses 6 through 7, it says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by what? Prayer and supplication. Supplication means petition. It means your want, your desire. It says with thanksgiving. It says, let your requests be made known to God. And the what? The peace of God which what surpasses all understanding. Someone say all understanding. Even the devil don't realize what happened. He don't understand it. He threw everything at you. Everything that he can throw at you. And he says, what? They showed up to church again? What? Another Monday night prayer? They're going there joyfully raising their hands? When I try to destroy them? When I try to break the branches off of everything that they have in their life? When their finances went all crazy? They can still come to the house of God and worship me and lift their hands and praise me? Why? Because we have been planted by the rivers of water. Our roots are strong. There's no storm. There's nothing that can shake us. 
In closing, if you go through the scriptures and you look at Moses, before he ever crossed the Red Sea, there was a prayer meeting. There was instructions that needed to be given when Joshua was there. And before they ever marched around the walls of Jericho, there was a prayer meeting because God had to give them the instructions on identity. Everything that they had to do to a T. And in Acts 16, 25 and 26, it says, but at midnight, Paul and Silas were what? They were praying and singing hymns to God. And what the prisoners, the ones who were lost, the prodigals, the ones that didn't know who God was, were listening to them. Suddenly there was a great earthquake. There was a shaking from heaven that the foundation of the prison was shaken. And immediately all the doors were open and every chain was loose. If you ever want a miracle, there better be prayer before you ask. If you ever want to be loose, there better be a prayer meeting before you ask God to get you out of that situation. In Jeremiah 17, verses 7 through 8, this is a reiteration of Psalms 1. Here, if you go back to verse 5, it says that this is the Lord that was speaking. And he said, curse the ones that trust in man, because man's ideas will fail you. But it says here in verse 7, blessed is the man. And this blessed is a little different. This here, God is speaking. He said, I will bless. I will bless the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord. For what? For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters which spreads out its roots by the river and will not fear when heat comes, but its leaves will be green and will not be anxious in the year of the drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. Powerful powerful word of God this was the Lord speaking himself saying I will bless those I will bless those you know in trees uh, you know there's different types of root systems and uh, the professor had hit on the shallow roots and in those shallow roots those are the feeder roots those are when trees are immature and they're there and they don't really have a structure. They don't have an anchor. So they try to come out and they feed off of the rainwater and they feed off of off the topsoil that's there, any nutrients they can get because they want to grow bigger. But when you have an infant tree and it's not mature, there are posts that you have to put beside it to help stabilize it. And there's a little string or people use, you know, hoses and things that they put around it so that it can help stabilize where it's at. Now, that's good when you're young. Then all of a sudden what happens is there are other roots that start to grow out. You start getting the bottom roots or people call it the heart root, which is one of the roots that kind of goes down a couple of feet. And all of a sudden it starts to anchor itself into the soil, into the foundation where it's at. So you can no longer need those posts to hold it up no more. And then what happens is, is you're there and you start developing the longer it goes and the more nutrients that it gets, it starts getting what's called the sinker roots. And the sinker roots could go down up to seven feet. And they could go all the way out. You don't see it. The tree's the same size it is here. And it's big and it's, it's there. But it can't survive no more on the feeder roots. Uh, uh, every tree that is mature don't have feeder roots no more. They go away because they mature to where they need the sinker roots. And they need those roots that will anchor it to the ground because you can't have a tree that's 50 feet tall with feeder roots. It'll fall right over. 
So you look at going to the basic doctrine. Oh, there, there's that heart root. It's starting to go down into that soil. You start seeing Monday night prayer. All of a sudden, there's that sinker root that starts to go down a little bit further. And all of a sudden, you're there, and you're getting stronger. And you're there, and you wonder why the things that used to blow you over don't blow you over no more. And the things that had to hold you up don't have to hold you no more. Why? Because you've been to a place where you've matured, and you're done just feeding off of topsoil. There is a depth at this church that God has taken it and you can't just have feet or roots anymore. There has to be an anchor. There has to be a place where you absorb the nutrients that what Bishop in this leadership group is putting out. Feet off it. I'm telling you, there's meat that's coming to the table. You know, you, you look at, at people and you're there. And everything looks all right on the outside. And, and, and uh, they're there and they look the part. They play the part. But you know what? Time is the greatest sifter. Time is there that would tell who anybody really is and where they stand. Because when things start to happen, the ones who have the shallow roots will be there. And all of a sudden, you won't see them no more. All of a sudden, the ones who are there and they have the heart roots and they have the sinker roots, they'll say, bring it on, devil. Bring it. Why? Because we prayed about this last week. God woke me up at 2 and 3 in the morning to let me know you were going to knock at my door, but you can't come in. Because why? Because I'm rooted in the word of God. I'm rooted in prayer and worship. Why don't we put our hands together one more time? Thank you, Lord, for a true shepherd in our life, a true apostle.